Two women sit at a giant, opulently carved wooden table in the middle of the largest hall one has ever seen. This tall, vertical hall with these long windows covered in giant tapestries depicting scenes. Scenes of war, scenes of diplomacy, various different scenes depicting the heroism and opulence of whoever these people are. As the camera swings back around this giant, long, wooden table, we see seated at the end one of the women, older, hard to tell her age, like someone who's had too much plastic surgery, but natural looking, although something's off with the way her face reflects the rest of her body, dressed opulently with gold-embroidered clothing made of the finest materials that the forge has to offer, hair done up in this magnificent overlapping ensemble of curls and bangs and long pieces sticking out, creates this image of Retrofuturism from the Victorian age feels out of place, almost, with all the hard sci-fi stuff we've been dealing with. So the camera pans around through this giant hall with this mini-storied dining room. We get almost a feeling of shock as we look at the person sitting next to this clearly powerful woman at the head of the table. Younger, maybe in her late 20s, early 30s, is a splitting image of Petra. Well, nearly identical. Face unburned, hair done up nicely, no grease stains, no dirt. A very clean-cut, noble version of Petra. It's the two of them sit at the head of this table. They've clearly been deep in conversation about something. And we only catch the very tail end of it. With her hands folded on top of the table, food mostly untouched, the splitting image of Petra looks over at the older woman. Yes, matriarch, our scouts have reported that they've tracked my sister into the Kosa's flow. However, that was some months ago, and now she could be anywhere. She lets that thought trail off for a second, and delicately cutting into the finest piece of fish, the matriarch looks up, dabs the corner of her mouth with the napkin. My dearest daughter, are you telling me that your friends have failed in their attempts to locate your sister? She kind of says with a little bit of a snarl at the end. Looking a little sheepish, the girl looks down at her folded hands. No, madame. I'm merely saying that the trail has gone cold. We've already dedicated a considerable amount of resources trying to track down my... And then she gets cut off as the matriarch drops her fork loudly clattering to the plate. And seemingly out of nowhere, two finely dressed men appear and quickly, quietly, and effortlessly remove the plate and silverware from in front of the matriarch, completely and utterly ignoring the existence of these pesky flies buzzing around her. The matriarch keeps staring at her other daughter. We've had this conversation before and I will not have it again. Find your sister and bring her here. She's brought nothing but shame to our family, and there will be consequences for her actions. That is, unless you wish to return to there again, she says with an ominous and downright sinister tone. I've already had one of my daughters betray my orders and go rogue. It will not happen again. Their conversation's concluded. Petra's twin gets up from the table, curtsies to the matriarch, and heads out from this grand opulent dining hall. 
as the matriarch lifts up a hand and all of a sudden out of the shadows another one of these finely dressed butlers hands her a glass of the purest reddest most vibrantly glowing fluid and simply disappears seemingly without even moving back into the shadows Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Role, where I, your player host and GM Hero Cities, play role-playing games for your listening pleasure. Once again, I know it's been a little bit of a break since the last time I was able to publish an episode. That's just on account, once again, to a very busy work schedule and some record heat that we've been having in the area been complicating everything but as promised i'm going to keep trying to deliver and publish as many episodes as i'm able to do so and i do thank you for all of your patience in that regard once we get a little bit further on into the fall and into the winter i'm going to have considerably more time on my hands to keep making more content our little intro scene there as i'm sure most of you have been able to figure out is going to set up yet another complication for our two protagonists We already know that Petra is from one of these noble houses, and now we know that there's a hunt going on for Petra herself. At least, that's what her twin wants the matriarch to think. We don't know exactly what the situation is. And just so you know what's going on in the background, I rolled a begin the session move and got a... uh, External factors create new danger, urgency, or importance for a quest. I actually just rolled on the various uh, iron vows or quests that we're currently undergoing, and it came up with the return subject alpha to Petra's family. And then I rolled on, on our action and theme charts and got avenge deception, which to me feels like Petra did something against her family, which caused the matriarch to see it as a betrayal. I'm really kind of excited to explore this dynamic between the noble houses and the guild and if the noble houses are the government of like quote unquote the government I guess of the entire sector or if there's kind of this feudal aspect involved with it. I don't think there's like a king or an emperor or anything like that but the whole political situation of the forge is getting more complicated and interesting and I like that. As always, before we get into it, we'll have a quick recap of what's been going on. So Nikora and Petra have been able to reach the destination of a hold called the Aegis Hold that they have been desperately needing in order to resupply the ship, hopefully maybe get Chance and Subject Alpha fixed, and just otherwise get a little rest and well-deserved recuperation. Unfortunately, the Aegis Hold, which was uh, founded by the Brotherhood of Steel, which is one of the mercenary, well, it is basically the mercenary guild, has been occupied by raiders, for lack of a better word. And when Nakora and Petra arrived in the system, they were almost immediately spotted by one of these groups. And they were told by this raider group, kind of a friendly guy, actually. The hold is currently under lockdown and not accepting any visitors. Although, Nakora noticed that, strangely, these little fighters were not equipped with laser weaponry, which is what the Brotherhood of Steel does because of founding this Aegis hold in the middle of a bunch of asteroids that they can actually harvest these diamond-like crystals from and turn them into focusing mediums for laser weaponry. 
But these fighters were painted with noble livery, although Petra and Nakora managed to notice that something wasn't quite right. The paint was a little bit off. They just weren't the proper representation of the banners of this noble house. Luckily, Nakora was able to convince this rather cordial wing leader of the squadron that they needed to restock. They didn't have the fuel to run back into the drift. And uh, this wing leader, he agreed. And two of the fighters escorted the second chance from towards some sort of supply depot or something in order for them to get resupplied. And before we get into it, we have a couple of clocks that are ticking in the background that I need to roll on. I'm not going to tell you what clocks I'm rolling on, but I I will tell you if they progress or not. I think our first clock here has a 50-50 chance of progressing. That is no, so it does not. And our second clock, I think, is likely going to progress, which it does. So without further ado, let's get into it. Nakor and Petra aboard the Second Chance are being escorted by two of these little snub-nosed fighters, which I don't even think the Second Chance is. Maybe it could go toe-to-toe with one, but there's absolutely no way they could possibly take on two of them at the same time. They'd be blown out of the sky. I think these fighters, the uh, wing leader is leading in front of the second chance, showing them where to go, and the other one's behind them, you know, with its weapons locked on and just making sure they don't try any funny business. This is a pretty bad spot for them to be in. They don't really know what's going on here, who these people are, why these, they assume they're pirates. I mean, they clearly aren't the noble houses they're trying to portray. How are they even getting an edge over the Brotherhood of Steel? I mean, these mercenaries are armed to the teeth. Perhaps it was just a luck or just started happening. Petra and Nikora have no idea. I think they get one shot to do something before they arrive at this outpost. And considering what the state of our ship and the state of Nikora himself look like, it's going to be dangerous. That's definitely for sure. I guess the question is, with these little fighters, is the best option to do something aggressive, quick, or sneaky? Up in the flight deck of the second chance, Nakora and Petra discuss what their options are, knowing they have mere minutes until they arrive at whatever depot this raider is escorting them towards, in which is definitely going to end badly. At least, that's what Petra keeps telling Nakora, that they're going to kill them. They're going to steal the ship. These are definitely not the way that noble, even mobile mercenaries would act. These are like barely disguised pirates or raiders or whoever they are doing something, probably trying to extort a couple of bucks out of various merchants in the area before the Brotherhood of Steel is able to crack down on them. Now, it is likely that, that the second chance is considerably faster than these little fighters, which aren't even equipped with a proper drive in order to enter into drift space. They're definitely more agile. He's not going to be able to outmaneuver them, and he's definitely not going to be able to outgun two of them. Is there anything he has up his sleeve? Is the second chance equipped with anything that could help even the odds? I'll be honest, I think it's very unlikely. In fact, I think there's no way there's anything like an EMP device or anything like that on board. We rolled an 87, which is uh, extreme no. So not only is there nothing on board that can help them, but without chance here, they don't even have the ability to really scan anything or figure out even where the heart of this cluster of planetoid mining facilities are and where the actual Agus hold is. They're completely blind. They're functionally just fumbling around in the darkness. Petra looking back at Nakora from her normal spot in the front end of the bridge. 
Cora, if they come aboard, which they will, they're going to find that damn AI you have. They're going to, at the very least, attempt to figure out what it is. A big-ass brain floating in a jar attached to a computer is not an everyday occurrence in the Forge. Even some uneducated pirate is going to figure out something's going on. We need to act, and we need to act now. Who knows what they have at whatever the supply depot they're bringing us to is. Figure it out, Nakora. We need to do something now. Gritting his teeth, Nakora looks back down at Petra. I'm trying to figure something out here. And he pauses for a second. I have an idea. It's very risky, but if it pays off, well, just hold on. And with that, Nakora reaches his hand down to the throttles, starts pulling them back slowly, and starts typing away on the computer furiously, starts grumbling to himself about how much easier this would be if Chance was around, and reaches his finger down over the execute button. Here goes nothing, and he pushes it in. All of a sudden, everything goes dark on the second chance, except for out of the rear end of the ship, gases start venting off into space out of where the reactor core is located, and red lights start flashing on the inside of the flight deck. And on the screen in front of Nakora, it says, Core containment breached. Warning, core containment breached. Recommend immediate evac. Core containment breached. Warning, recommend immediate evac. Petra kind of looks back at him with her eyes wide, like, what the fuck did you just do? Nakora simply holds a hand up, reaches down for the intercom. Uh, we have a problem here, guys. Uh, we just, uh, we just got a core containment breach, and we are leaking radiation like crazy. We need immediate evacuation, if able. Repeat, we have a core containment issue. We need immediate evacuation. A couple tense seconds go by when back over the comm. Let's see how this guy reacts. We'd already rolled up for him that he was going to be helpful. And pulling up Une here, the universal NPC emulator. I think that he's distrustful yet helpful. So let's see how he responds. We rolled a 65, which is just under our 67. So his response is going to be affirmative. So the wing leader whips around from in front of him, seeing this venting occurring on the ship. Clearly everything's dark with this uh, vapor kind of silently, eerily venting out of the back end of the ship into space. Keys back to Nakora. That looks pretty bad. I think you need to don your spacesuits if you have any on board that thing and get the hell out. Recommend immediate evac. These fighters aren't equipped with any way to dock to your ship, so real tempt to go grab a larger ship in order to pick you up. With that, he keys off the comm and probably talking to the other guys with him who zooms around the second chance and takes off at high speed towards the, well, whatever supply depot or base these individuals have set up in the area. Now, Nakora has attempted to secure an advantage here using deception, stealth, or trickery. So we are going to attempt that with shadow. For us, is a plus two. We rolled a four in our action dice, so a six, and our challenge dice were a nine and a two. So a weak hit. I'll take it. On a hit, you succeed. On a weak hit, choose one. Plus two momentum or plus one on the next roll. We will take plus one on the next roll. In the darkness of the ship, the warning light going off, diagnostic displays frantically providing information about how their imminent death is going to occur. The core looks back up at Petra. This was a risky maneuver. I've never done this before. She sharply looks back at him, face furrowed. What do you mean you've never... And in the middle of her saying that, Cora furiously typing away on the command console, hits the execute button again, and hopefully everything roars back to life. We're going to roll this whole thing into one, one roll here. 
face danger roll with speed, mobility, or agility, which for us is a two, and we have a plus one from our last roll. We rolled a three, plus three is six, and on our challenge dice, an eight and a four. So a weak hit. We don't have enough momentum to burn, so we succeed, but not without a cost. Make a suffer move, minus one. So Nakora, upon hitting the execute button, a lot of stuff happens in a very short amount of time. The ship, with its warning light complaining about core containment issues, suddenly goes dark. The lights come flaring back on inside. The containment shields snap close around the reactor. The engines roar to life, and all of a sudden, this powerful impact of acceleration sends Nikora and Petra slamming back into their chairs as they go rocketing off in an attempt to keep the ship from functionally ripping itself apart. It's not designed for these kind of maneuvers. This thing's a long-haul truck. It's not designed for rapid maneuvering or sudden bursts of accelerations and all the stuff. The whole ship itself is groaning and creaking and a couple of alarms flashing in Nakora's face. Its various components are stressed way beyond their limits and this thing's not designed for it and stuff goes flying all over the place as the gravity fields can't overcome this sudden burst of inertia. However, from outside the ship, all of a sudden, this wing leader of these raiders eyes opaquely hidden behind the face mask of his flight suit no idea that this was going to happen it completely takes him by surprise and he's left dumbfounded as the second chance all of a sudden engines flaring to life with the blue glow lights back on rockets out and away from him starts maneuvering itself into these strange planetoid-esque mini miniature planetoids these cores of diamond and other minerals that completely throws off scanners as they dart away through this field takes him a moment cursing calls up his buddies and they set off after them into the asteroid field Unfortunately, our ship is not designed for these types of situations, and we do take one point of damage on the second chance, bringing us down to one hall point left. We are not going to attempt to resist this damage and make it worse, but a couple of things have cracked along the inside of the ship, and there's sparks flashing, and things are not good right now for Nakora and Petra and the second chance. However, they are free from these raiders dashing their way through the asteroid field. Well, not asteroid field, but these small planetoid cores in an attempt to track down where the Aegis Hold actually is. And that will bring this particular scene to a close. We actually felt fairly well in control there. I'm going to drop the chaos rating down to 5 from 6. And I've already added a thread that was to escape the raiders, which I think we've successfully concluded, so I'll delete that. Added a thread where there's a hunt for Petra by her twin sister. I don't think we have any new characters to add. Actually, I already got the matriarch and Petra's twin, but let's add... Um, No, he's not a major enough character. We're not going to add in the wing leader of the... I keep calling them different names, but we're just going to settle on raiders. The raider fleet. I don't think he's important enough. I just need to know whether or not Petra and Nakora make it to at least wherever the Brotherhood of Steel is guarding. Is it the Aegis Hold? I just need to know whether they make it there or not. Are they able to locate it and outsmart or outfly the Merc ships? I keep calling them something again. The Raider ships. They're not Mercs. Are they able to do it? I think it's likely. We rolled a 21, which is yes. So they are able to outfly and outmaneuver the Raider ships through these various planetoids. 
Doesn't mean they make it to the Aegis Hold, but they manage to lose their pursuers. With our new scene, we need to roll a d10 to see if it's modified at all. We rolled a 3, which is below our chaos factor, so it's an altered scene. My plan was for them to arrive at the Aegis Hold, but perhaps something's a little bit different. Let's roll on our action and subject and see what's going on. 60 is abuse. 3, environment. Abuse environment. So Nakora and Petra, more or less blind due to the strange, I don't know if it's magnetic or just some sort of distortion, and also the fact they don't really have any scanners on board the ship at the moment, but it's really hard to navigate through these series of planetoid bodies. And as they come around, flying through cautiously, now having slowed down, really kind of dimmed their signature and trying to use the shadows of these various planetoid bodies in order to hide themselves from the raiders who are clearly attempting to locate them end up in a strange area where mostly so far these chunks of rock and metal and diamond and whatever been intact with signs of boring into them from mining equipment or whatever they enter into a field of debris these scattered chunks of rocks just everywhere like an asteroid field you see in the movies where it almost looks like flak from like a flak cannon or something like that. There's these tiny little bits pinging off the hull of the ship. Since they're kind of floating along and attempting to mask their signature, they come up on this group unaware of their presence. They definitely aren't part of the raiders. The question is, are they part of the Brotherhood of Steel? Are they working with them or are they kind of doing their own thing? Let's find out. I think it's, I really don't know. I'm going to say 50-50. We got a 12, so yes, they are their own independent group of miners. Nakora and Petra uh, make their way through this particle field, little pings off the side of the ship. They can just make out a strange-looking freighter that's been attached to the side of one of these small, we're talking really small plant toys, like asteroid size. And you can just barely make out in the dim light, far-off distant star, and the floodlights from this strange freighter. Little figures on the on the asteroid bounding along, something in their hands that they appear to be strapping to this rock. Corin Petra, coming out of the dark side of the backside of one of these asteroids, see what's happening and this flurry of activity of five or six individuals along this rock. As they all start bounding, making their way back to their ship, fire up the engines, detach from the asteroid, and there's this bright flash as the asteroid gets, well, I say asteroid, but really it's just a chunk of one of these planetoids, gets blown apart into a million pieces, creating this massive field of debris, and this chunk of the inside is left. After they do this, the ship itself has these almost like claw pincher extensions on the front makes its way over and grabs these chunks and brings it into a cargo hold on the bottom of the ship. Not very big, pretty small. Like, clearly these are like scavengers or an independent mining group of individuals. I don't really think there's any reason for Nakora and Petra to get involved. However, do these guys notice them? I think they're really focused on what they're doing. But do they have a lookout? Probably. Because, I mean, they're operating in BOS territory. I think it's unlikely they get noticed. We rolled a four, which is an extreme yes. What does that mean? Does that mean, oh, I think I know. So as Nakora and Petra kind of floating there at the second chance and this little mining, not mining, but like freighter, has its claws on one of these chunks of ore and it's bringing it into the cargo hold. Out of nowhere, a Corvette class, so this definitely bigger than a snub-nosed fighter, thinking about the size of the second chance, but heavily armed. 
comes careening out of nowhere down onto this mining ship and fully armed to the teeth and then ready to attack. This mining ship notices the Corvette coming and attempts to fire up its engines and escape. The Corvette comes in, pivots around into the front of it. Do the miners stop? They know if they get captured, they're done for. I think it's unlikely. 74, they do not stop. Corvette, or the mining ship, attempts to get away from this attack ship. And after issuing a couple threats over open comms, which Nakora and Petra hear for them to stand down, cut their engines. It discharges its energy weapons into the freighter, attempting to disable the ship. However, due to the high volume of explosives on board, this freighter just explodes silently. Fireball, lighting up the whole area. As these secondary explosions go off, the Corvette peels away and suddenly pivots around, spotting the second chance, attempting to blend in with an asteroid, all of a sudden crackling over the comms, a gruff voice. Unidentified ship, state your intentions, call sign, and what you are doing trespassing in controlled space. This is your one and final warning. Power down and prepare to be boarded. Nakora and Petra kind of look at each other and shrug slightly. Thumbing on the comm, Cora resigned to his fate. This is Tycoon of the Second Chance. We are a merchant ship that has been waylaid and attacked by some sort of raiders upon entry into this system. It was our belief that the Aegis Hold was open to all. We did not mean any transgressions. We have no idea who those guys were. And we will willingly submit to a scan. We are lightly armed. They are powered down. We are in desperate need of fuel and aid. We are declaring an emergency and require assistance at this time. A pregnant pause follows this transmission from Nikora to the Brotherhood of Steel Corvette. What is this guy's initial impression, or I guess response, to Nikora? Got a 48 which is suspicious, which fits perfectly. Silence continues for a moment. Okay, Tycoon, I understand that you are declaring emergency, but this is a desperate time in this sector. We are currently under assault. Once again, power down your engines and prepare for boarding. Any hostile actions will result in immediate termination. Power down, now. Nakora looks down at Petra. He just looks back up at Nakora. I think we need to do what the man says. These BOS guys mean serious business, and they will shoot first and let lawyers pick through the ashes later. Little other option. Nakora powers down the engines on the second chance, proceeds down to the lower airlock in order to prepare the second chance for boarding by mercenaries from the Brotherhood of Steel. Down on the lower decks, Nakora and Petra share a look as the red light on their airlock turns green and the door starts to open as our episode fades to black. Thank you, thank you so much for listening to One Guy, One Roll as we play Iron Sworn Starforged. Really enjoyed making this episode, and I can't wait to see what happens with Nikor and Petra. They really need a break from everything going sideways, and the BOS guys are not outright hostile. Obviously, they're dealing with some sort of insurgency within this sector, and I don't know what their reaction is going to be if they find Subject Alpha or what they're going to make of them, but it'll make for an interesting episode next session. It is my intention to try and keep producing content once a week, but life gets in the way and things have just been a little bit difficult to keep that promise. However, I guarantee you I'm not abandoning the project and I'm going to keep producing more episodes as I'm able to. As always, I want to give a huge thank you to my Patreons over on patreon.com slash one guy one role. You guys really help keep me inspired and even when I'm tired, still want to produce content and episodes for everyone to listen to ad free. 
Special thank you to Journeyman JL and Journeyman Wes. Thank you guys so much. Support not only from you guys, but anyone who listens to One Guy, One Role is overwhelming, and I really appreciate it. As always, if you have any comments about the show or constructive criticism, feel free to reach out on Reddit or Discord or or whatever form of social media that I'm on is easiest for you. As always, I've been your host, player, and GM, Hero Cities, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.